Welcome everyone to Living with Tolle, where we apply the teachings of Eckhart Tolle to everyday life. This is your co-host Greg Larson. Thank you so much for joining us today. Just want to let you know that over at our website, www.livingwithtolle.com, you can also find archives from all of our previous shows and videos that we've done, meditations that we've put up, and other great content. So again, head over to our website so you can check out all that other um, other tools you can use for your spiritual journey. And on this episode of our teleseminar, we're going to be joined by uh, our guest, Brendan Lumgare, and our subject is going to be on getting a good night's sleep. And so I know a lot of you can relate to this <laughs> we, in our very busy lives these days. You know, sometimes we put sleep on the back burner, but you have to really pay attention to how that's affecting your, you know, your overall enjoyment of life and also your your uh, your practice as far as your spiritual journey. You know, when you when you get up and you or before you go to bed at night or when you get up in the morning, you go to sit on that meditation bench to get your uh, you know meditation. And if you're nodding off to sleep, that's probably a sign that you're not getting enough sleep. And then just overall in life, you know, for um, dealing with stress, uh, overall health value, you know, there's a lot of benefit to getting a good night's sleep. And so one of the things we address in this uh, conversation is, you know, we are always thinking about the past, we're always thinking about the future, and sometimes when we lay down at night, those thoughts, you know, keep us awake. So, you know, what is the secret or what is the key to having that switch to turn off your thoughts so you can get a really good night's sleep? That's one of the, the uh, items we talk about during the conversation but overall wonderful conversation we've had brendan on the show several times before to talk about different things and brendan's always been a wonderful guest and i know you're going to enjoy this uh conversation also and so just a uh, quick uh, couple announcements here before we get into the conversation in june we're going to be launching an exciting new series of meditations to help you experience a uh, deep relaxation inner peace and a heightened sense of presence and so the meditations are based on key concepts from Eckhart's teachings. And so please visit the website, www.livingwithtolly.com, for all the details. And then also, if, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please keep in mind that these podcasts are, are free. All the content on our website is free, and we also you know, keep it commercial free. So basically, this is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. And so if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you've discovered some, some gems or had some aha moments and really found value in the, the, you know, the interviews or in the podcast that we're doing, please feel free to head over to the website and find the donate button, make a contribution today. We would really, really appreciate it. All right, now, uh, thank you again for joining us. And here's our conversation with our very special guest, Brendan Lumgare. Welcome, everyone, to the Living with Tolle Teleseminar. This is your co-host, Greg Lawson. Thank you so much for joining us. We are excited to bring you another teleseminar. And our guest tonight is going to be uh, Brendan Lomgare. And we've had Brendan on uh, several times in the past and really looking forward to having him back and, and sharing some new information that he's been uh, discovering in a new program he's created for uh, a very important topic, I think. I remember when I was uh, first coming into presence, how I was noticing uh, how the ego, uh, if you're, uh, you know, if you're uh, observing it yourself, as you become more present in your in your date in your awake experience, you know, it, it's actually funny because some of the terminology we're using here tonight regarding getting a good night's sleep, and you know, sometimes sleep is referred to as you know, uh, in a spiritual sense, being asleep while you're actually awake. But tonight we're going to be talking about actually the 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 um, 
the experience itself of sleeping at night and getting a good night's rest. Well, anyways, Brendan will be joining us to talk about that. And so, uh, but when I was uh, first coming into, you know, exploring that uh, presence and, and living it myself, I noticed how my my ego, when it had less of an opportunity to to play with me, to toy with me in a sense, during when I was awake during the day, I found that I often was able to sneak in at night when I was dreaming and, uh, you know, uh, kind of toy with me then also. So hopefully that will come into the conversation, but there's probably many ramifications, as Brendan will share, around getting a good night's sleep and the importance of that and some, some tips and tools we can use to make sure we're getting a good night's sleep so during the day we can be fully aware and conscious as we're interacting with others in a presence-minded way and also when we're dealing with those flare-ups of the ego and the pain body. And so just to give everyone a, an introduction to the call here, this is what we have written over on our website at livingwithtole.com. Are you wondering how to get a good night's sleep tonight by turning off the mind switch? And are you looking for guidance on how being present on teaching Eckhart Tolle to get a good night's sleep or, or to help get a deep, consistent sleep so that you can have the energy and focus to fulfill your work and family responsibilities, well, then you've, uh, you've tuned into the right conversations because, as I said, our, our guest tonight, Brendan Lumgare, who is, as he, as he says here, is the sleep guru who has helped over 25,000 people to de-stress, sleep better, and find themselves again. And, and Brendan shares that um, in his research that one in five Americans have seen medical doctor actually about their sleep problems. And so we can only assume that there's more and millions and millions of people who are, who are uh, I guess, turning to alternatives other than presence to help with their sleep. But ultimately, it only goes, those only mask the real problems, which is an overactive mind and all the different things, past and present and future, that the mind is thinking about that's, that's keeping people from getting a good night's sleep. So Brendan's going to be talking about all kinds of uh, research and just information he's come across that will help us to discover ways to get a good night's sleep and how, that can, uh, uh, how we can use that to be more conscious and present. And just a little bit more about Brendan here before we invite him into the conversation. Uh, Brendan had a profound awakening experience while attending a live talk with Eckhart Tolle back in 2001. When he sat with Eckhart in presence, he came to know his true self. And he knew himself, life, and the world in a whole new way. He has degrees in engineering and philosophy and went on to work as an engineer in the corporate world for several years where he practiced presence in the workplace. Brendan's outer purpose was revealed to him while attending a retreat with Eckhart Tolle in Costa Rica in 2004. His outer purpose is to help awaken consciousness on the planet. And the key tool is, utili is utilizing the power of the Internet and technology. Since then, he has gone on to teach yoga, meditation, sleep workshops, and has given satsang online and offline. And after hearing his students' repeated requests for yoga poses and meditations to help them sleep better, he decided to focus on providing sleep classes to address this all-too-common problem. He's excited to study uh, sleep research and apply a unique body-mind-spirit approach to sleep problems that are all too often addressed uh, on the level of the body. So with, uh, without further ado, Brendan, 
How are you doing today? Awesome, Greg. Awesome. Very good. Thanks so much for, for having me back here. And, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to be on the call. And I just want to thank everyone who's listening right now live and uh, everyone who, who enjoys the podcast each week. So thanks for tuning in and, and being a part of the conversation. Thank you so much. It's a very important conversation. And so, uh, you know, but one thing I actually I was curious before we jump into the, the topic tonight, I just want to kind of get an update from you on where you're at on your spiritual journey. You know, you, as you, we mentioned here in the introduction, you first came across Eckhart in 2001 and had this kind of awakening to your outer purpose in 2004. And now you've been uh, very busy, you know, out in the world kind of, um, you know, uh, really fulfilling on your spiritual purpose or your, your outer purpose. I just want to kind of get an update from you for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and a big part of it was, uh, was actually this teleclass was, was, was a pivotal event. Uh, but basically in 2008, uh, I, it just came to me strongly that this was the time to uh, move out of the uh, the career, my day job as an engineer, and uh, so I took the leap of faith and set out to uh, do spirituality and satsang on the internet, and the day that I handed in my resignation was the same day that uh, later on that day came out the press release that Oprah and Eckhart were doing the A New Earth web classes. <laughs> So I was immediately, I was on the wave, like I was just in the flow of this whole thing. And uh, over the past three years, it's just grown through the various websites we built uh, and websites we built for other people. Just getting the message out there, sharing, sharing uh, a message of hope and awakening and, uh, and bringing it into the real world. Because as an engineer, I'm all about practicality. And that's kind of where I come in is taking awakened action. And uh, so how, how this all came to be here, what was interesting is, is two years ago uh, when, when Greg, when you, when you contacted me to do the first teleclass uh, with Living with Tolly, I was honored. And, and I remember you just asked me, well, what's, what's going on with people that you're working with these days? You know, what's, what's coming up? And I said, well, you know what it is? It's sleep. It's people are having trouble sleeping. And that really, that began a bigger conversation for me in terms of what do people really need and how can I help the most? And uh, so after teaching yoga and meditation and stuff that fall, I ended up teaching a class exclusively on sleep uh, the following spring. And that just uh, was a huge success, um, 100% attendance and, and just everyone raved about it. And that just kind of set me off in this direction of, of focusing uh, to work with people in the realm of sleep. Uh, now, this also has relevance in my own personal life because during those three years or during the past many years, just going through different life changes, I myself have uh, battled with, you could say, mild insomnia at different times, you know, and, and I think we all do at different stages of our life, whether we're buying a new house, uh, starting a new job, or maybe we got laid off from a job. Uh, maybe we're starting a new business. I remember that was big for me. Um, all these things are different trigger events in our lives that can have an effect on the quality of our sleep. And I think, Greg, you, you hit the nail on the head here um, in that it is actually a lot of the sleep problems – 
um, are related to uh, unconscious ego energy, ego patterns, and pain body uh, that are kind of seeing an opportunity at night to to uh, inhabit our thoughts and, and get in there and and start start kind of well you said toying with us and, and and I think that's true to some extent for sure but that that is that is the place you know sleep is sleep is the foundation of presence and you could also mm. say it's kind of one of the first places where we could lose it if if we if we kind of slip back into unconsciousness or like you said it's kind of a it's a place where the ego or pain body can get us while we're a bit more vulnerable so we got to be extra conscious around this as well perfect right there you know and that's again that's like you said you were been tuning into what people are saying and that is that you know like you said back then you know that was the whole thing is is um noticing that people seeking meditation people seeking yoga because they're noticing this inability to to sleep at night and just a, a side note i don't know what your research is on this but obviously i i think you know medications or, or prescriptions for helping people sleep is probably very widespread and probably an enormous amount of, of pills administered every year for that you know simple cause right there Yes, there are. It's 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 growing rapidly alongside antidepressants, alongside other uh, medications that that indirectly treat the symptoms of what is what. As kind of students of Eckhart and other spirituality, we can we can look deeper and see some of the root causes, uh, which is what we want to talk about here tonight for sure. We want to talk about the real reason why people have trouble falling asleep. Uh, how to flip your mind switch off, you know, uh, we're going to be going over tonight why a good sleep is the foundation of being more present during the day and the spiritual nature of sleep and how lack of sleep can lead to, well, insanity or ego identification during the day. Now, we're also going to get into how sleep deprivation fuels what is called the vicious cycle or vicious circle as Eckhart calls it, and the ego and pain body, which is us inflicting suffering on ourselves. And you're going to learn how to break free from that. Uh, and also tonight, I'm going to talk about why you need to take a body, mind, spirit approach to your sleep problems in order to get a lasting solution. Because as you just mentioned, uh, popping a pill, and I'm not, I'm not against medication, I'm not against medicine or medical doctors and and uh they those are appropriate at certain times and i think i think a lot of people know that that uh, they don't want to become dependent on them uh they are seeking a natural approach that's free of gadgets and gimmicks and everything else and uh and presence you know is is it <laughs> take a take a presence pill how about that one <laughs> that's the key right there i i think we're all we're also geared, though, to get, you know, if I take a pill, the result will, will be immediate. If I try spirituality, that's a process and a path, and I might not get, you know, the results I'm looking for might not come so quick. But like, like as you say, you know, the, the, the results from the techniques that they're going to be sharing, I think they do provide relief in a, in a pretty immediate sense. That's my sense of it anyways. Yes, and and they do, and I think I think part of the the fear or part of the part of the block or the initial block or trepidation has to do with the fact that 
we have to look at the fear first, or we have to look at the thought. So there's, there's actually a, um, there's a moving into it. There's a facing it. And once we do that, then, then we can move, then we can be with it. We can be present with it. We can feel it out. We can burn it up through the light of presence. Uh, but the temptation is, uh, when the ugly, when the big, bad bull, big, bad wolf, you know, kind of comes around the corner, uh, the temptation is just to turn around and run for it. And, uh, and that's kind of what happens when we stay stuck in thoughts, thoughts and emotions is kind of running away from that, uh, you know, allowing it to rule our life unconsciously. Like I just want to bring up here, you know, uh, from the power of now, uh, it's chat, it's page 27 in the hardcover book, uh, you know, Eckhart saying the greater part of human pain is unnecessary. It is self-created as long as the unobserved mind runs your life. So what does that tell us? It tells us that the pain is self-created. Okay. So if it's self-created, I can also be free of it through my own power. And it has to do with the unobserved mind running my life. Whereas, like you said, the spiritual approach or part of what we part of what we practice here, you know, of course, we're always going to fall into the traps and stuff once in a while. But when we when we go from the unobserved mind to us being present and observing the mind, observing those thoughts, observing the fears, then we have presence Then we've already brought presence to it. And I know it can be scary because a lot of these fears are really tangible. Like I know. Uh, you know, especially with the recession happening, you know, a lot of people are worried about uh, financial worries, uh, losing the job, losing the house. Uh, you know, and these are very real fears that people, you know, feel at a tangible gut level. And then there's also the relationship fears about, um, you know, spouses or family members that are going off track. And, you know, there's wanting to control that or change that or, you know, fix it and that kind of stuff getting in there. And then there's the, you know, there's, and all these things are wrapped up in the past and the future. There's the past thoughts of, well, I would have, should have, could have done that better. I would have been in this predicament or, you know, what if this happens in the future and what if that happens? And, you know, six months from now, if that happens, then what am I going to do? And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to do this instead of this. <laughs> so we start to drive ourselves a little batty, right? <laughs> That's exactly it. That's our uh, the predicament right there. And obviously, if you, um, like you say, if you're unaware of that, if it's just your, you know, if you're unconscious to that process, it can really grind at you. Then obviously, that affects your quality of of awareness during the day. Then it affects, you know, your quality of sleep at night. And you know, as uh, I was just reviewing some of the notes from the, the show two years ago, I remember we talked about, you know, when you were talking about the stages of sleep. When you get to that really deep place of sleep, that's where we connect with source every night. That's where we're deeply nourished. And if you're unable to get to that deeper level of sleep, you're missing out on a real valuable connection and source of nourishment that can you know, uh, provide you with energy for all the things that's required during the day. 
Absolutely. And uh, I'm just going to, I had that one highlighted too, to bring, bring up that quote again, which is uh, Eckhart talking about dreamless sleep. Uh, the subchapter here in Portals into the Unmanifested, page 112 uh, in the hardcover. And he says, you take a journey into the unmanifested every night when you enter the phase of deep dreamless sleep. You merge with the source. You draw from it the vital energy that sustains you while you return to the manifest, the world of separate forms. And he said, goes on to say, this energy is much more vital than food even. Um, so yeah, this is, this is huge. You know, when we, when we go into sleep, we go through different cycles. Um, there's dreaming. Or, or let, me, let me approach it from this way. Because this is some of the new information I wanted to share on this call. Um, is that Eckhart uh, and other spiritual teachers and even psychologists, to some extent, will say that there's three states of consciousness. So Eckhart says there's three states of consciousness. There's waking state, dreaming state, and deep dreamless sleep. So while, we're, while we got our eyes closed at night, we're, going, we're varying between dreaming and going down, down, down through a whole bunch of other stages into deep dreamless sleep. And while we're dreaming, the mind is still fairly active because we're playing out a dream character, we're interacting, there's stuff happening, could be exciting, could be scary, but there's, there's mind activity happening. But as we descend further and further into what's called deep dreamless sleep, um, and this takes up about two hours a night out of eight hours, it's about 25% of our sleep time, uh, is typically spent in the deep dreamless sleep state. That is where we are unconsciously merged with source. And that's how we are, we have actually unconsciously identified, disidentified from the ego. Because as he says here a little bit further, uh, although the bodily functions are still operating, and he has this in quotes, quote, you no longer exist in that state. So we, are, we have actually become free of the ego for, for that temporary time we're in the deep dreamless sleep state. And this is what allows, I believe, that, that connection to happen where the energy, we're being recharged, uh, we're being, we feel a sense of peace, a sense of, you know, it's, it's unconsciously happening, but it's, this is where we're plugged into source like 100% and getting that energy we need to, to take on, you know, when we wake up the next day that, that you can actually get all the things done and have the focus you need. But the difference is it's entered unconsciously. And that's, that's fine. That's okay. That's been working for us for <laughs> a long time. But we're also here to talk a bit more about uh, taking, it, taking it to the next level. What, what can we do now in terms of spirituality? Well, let me tell you this. There's Eckhart's pretty pretty spring when it comes to quoting people. Like he doesn't he doesn't really quote a lot of different authors. He doesn't really quote a lot of different spiritual teachers. In fact, uh, in the Power of Now, I believe only the only sources he quotes are uh, Jesus, Buddha, The Course in Miracles, and a teacher named Ramana Maharshi 
who is an Indian sage who lived uh, lived in south, southeast India uh, in the 1900s, and he passed away in about 19 in the 1950s. So, so Greg was asking, well, what's what's changed in my journey here? And uh, part of my journey, how it's evolved, is that um, I've gone into studying some of these resources that that Eckhart quotes, uh, and I have I've gone into uh, learning more about this one teacher, Ramana Maharshi. And uh, in fact, I made a, a special trip to India uh, that year in 2008. And, uh, and I went and spent some time at his ashram there. Well, he's, he's passed away. He's been passed away um, since the 50s. But uh, it was very palpable, very powerful experience. And one of the things I learned is that uh, Eckhart was referencing him when he talked about these three states of consciousness. And there's actually what is hinted at or what, what could be called the fourth state of consciousness. So there's the waking state, dreaming state, deep dreamless sleep, and then there's a mysterious fourth state of consciousness. So I dug into this some more, and uh, this is what I found. I found out that uh, the teacher Ramana Maharshi actually went on to call this state Turiya, T-U-R-I-Y-A. And it was really interesting because I think there's some subtleties here, which I think the, the listeners of this program will enjoy because it's getting into a bit more advanced stuff, um, is that Ramana actually said this was not actually a state. You couldn't actually call this a state. And he went on to use the analogy that states are like uh, water, like water can go through different states. It can be ice, it can be liquid form, and it can be uh, vapor, gaseous form. So there's, there's some different states that water can go through, but this fourth state, this fourth, I'll just call it a state for lack of a better word, I'll just, Turia, we, we can't actually call it a state because it is, doesn't change. There's no change to it. It doesn't change form. It is beyond form. And this is where the link comes into with what Eckhart calls the realm of the unmanifested. And what happens here is when we enter the unmanifested consciously through presence, we have accessed uh, this, this state, lack of better word, Turiya. So we're consciously being present. How does that sound, Greg? <laughs> that's some pretty deep stuff. Yeah, I haven't heard of that before, but uh, that sounds powerful. And that, you know, obviously Eckhart does mention that that there's this the unmanifested, and so the, and and obviously many t- other teachings point to that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know that is the, where you're and like and where it relates to this. You know, when you can connect to that, especially through sleep, because that's such I think a pure place to connect to it. If you can really uh, you know, be there, I think that is what can help accelerate your spiritual growth and obviously accelerate your your intention to be calmer, to be more present throughout the day. Absolutely. And this is this is kind of where, where I end up going with a lot of people I work with in the sleep sleep realm is if they say, Well, I've tried that before, I tried the guided meditation, I did this, I did that 
and I still, I'm still awake. So my, my response to that has become, well, let's, let's get you in, you know, let's, I want you to become present. I want you to, to feel presence. If you're laying in bed and you're still awake, rolling around, become present. And, and by doing that consciously, we're accessing well, what we call the state of presence or in a very deep way, as we get into that very deeply, I see that being very close, if not the same thing as this um, state of Turiya. So this is where we are actually merged with the source. We are merged with the unmanifested, but, I don't even like using the word but, uh, and <laughs> we are uh, conscious and present. <laughs> mm. So so what that allows us to do is access this deep reservoir of energy, life, power, love, peace, the peace that passes all understanding, that is there. That reservoir is there for you to access at any time through the state of presence, going deeply into it. And, and I think where you were going last there is when we're, when we're asleep, when we when we're, when we're have the intention to sleep, we're actually in a really great position to move deeply into presence. Because during the waking, waking day, um, it's easy to, uh, you know, okay, oh, I got to go do this now. Got to go pick up the kids. Oh, it's lunchtime. Got to make some lunch. Got to clean up from lunch. Oh, got to go pick up the kids from school. Okay, coming home from work. Got to get this done. Got to phone the aunt. And, you know, there's just there's a lot happening in life during the day. But when that alarm clock or when it's time to go to bed and you're laying in your bed, that is an opportunity to move deeply into presence. And this is kind of coming full circle because, because it's such a great opportunity, I think the ego and the pain body are scared and they start to put up a fight. So, um, yeah, so, so this is the challenge. And I think part of it is just, A, being aware of, aware of it. Like now that we're viewing sleep problems on a, a higher level here, which is actually, you know, a very spiritual opportunity presented to us, um, we can get a bit more clarity because instead of just looking at these, you know, incessant thoughts or mental noise as being, you know, just a pain in the ass or, or a problem, calling it a problem, wanting to get rid of it, wanting to suppress it, uh, wanting to change the body's chemistry to make it go away. Um, we can see this as an opportunity. And the opportunity is to rise up and actually awaken and become more present to burn it up in the, in the light of presence. So how did this, uh, how did it play out for you, Greg, as you kind of said, as you, in your own process, as you, as you got more into it, these things started happening at night. So what was your, what was your response when they would come up? No, I think that what you just said right there is so key because it's just so fundamental to the teaching is that, you know, as you begin to recognize unconsciousness and, and, and how the ego operates in your life, then instead of um, trying to escape those uh, 
those problems or those challenges or those inconveniences, you, you become fully conscious. And, and knowing that as you, uh, as you um, become fully conscious to, to them, as the ego is trying to uh, uh, you know, assert itself and you're fully conscious to it, you burn it up to the light of consciousness. And so, and you just said that right there, and I wanted to, you know, again, second that too, because that's so powerful, and that's how I approach it. When I go to sleep at night, it's rare these days that my thoughts keep me from falling asleep very quickly, actually. But when I go to sleep at night, you know, I usually, you know, probably say a few things I'm grateful for and, you know, snuggle in uh, with my wife, and, and then I fall asleep almost so quickly because I'm just, it's a point for me to be very present and and, uh, you know, embrace this opportunity to fall asleep and be nourished. And so and I'm trying to think back to when I was, uh, you know, to times when I, I am kind of just, you know, when thought has too much momentum and I, and I can't, and it's harder to do that, then maybe I do go do, which Eckhart recommends, you know, do the inner body meditation and do, you know, mm-hmm. try some of those other things that you can use. Like you just said, you know, just become fully present right then. It's an opportunity to to use falling asleep as a spiritual practice, which I've never really kind of understood it before. The process of going to sleep is a very powerful spiritual practice. Absolutely. And and so wouldn't it make sense in a society that where ego is, is becoming strong in a lot of ways that sleep problems are manifesting? It makes perfect sense, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's two movements happening. There's there's the movement of of ego ego energy ego growing, and there's there's a parallel movement of of uh, us becoming more conscious because we have to we have to become more conscious to to overcome and to to just wake up out of it. And this is all very natural. So I'm not. If someone has sleep problems and they're listening, I don't want you to think that there's something wrong with you or you don't have control of your ego or you don't have control of your pain body. Because I know, I know a lot of times we can get hard on ourselves um, in the spiritual path and be like, oh, I've got to go meditate in a cave for another 20 years before I get this handled. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just want to say, no, you don't. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think, uh, you know, a big part of it is, um, is yeah, it comes back to the inner body meditation. It comes back to breathing. Uh, the breath is very important. This is one of my favorite techniques. In fact, let's just do it right now. Uh, let's just stop for a moment and, and do what I call three conscious breaths. So wherever you are, just kind of put your feet on the ground. If you're driving, of course, I understand if you got to pay attention, but... Uh, just let's sit back feeling, feeling your butt in your chair and your back rested against the back. And let's begin with the exhale. Exhale the old air out. Take a nice deep inhalation through your nose. Exhale, relax. Inhaling. Feel the coolness in your nostrils as you inhale. Exhaling, feeling the warmth in your nostrils as you exhale. Inhaling again, last time, all the way down to your belly. Your belly expands. Exhale, belly softens. And your breath 
finds its own natural rhythm. So that right there is, uh, so just feel your state right now. And notice perhaps that the mind is, there's been a gap, there's a quiet space. Might be brief, but it's a gap. And that's, that's really what we need to do to become present, to break free from that vicious cycle of the ego pain body is just first step breathing, conscious breathing. Most of our breathing throughout the day is just uh, automatic. We want to consciously breathe. So that's definitely a great tool. From there, feeling into the inner body energy. Let's just do that now. Feeling into your left hand, feeling the palm of your left hand, and allow that warmth. It might be very subtle. Just whatever feeling is there, be aware of it. Feeling a tingling, the blood flowing, some energy. Just allow that sensation to expand and fill out into the rest of your fingers your thumb, and your whole hand. might even feel like you're wearing an oven mitt. And this is the inner body energy. Congratulations, this is it. <laughs> Good. And just returning your awareness to the room or sitting there in presence, it's all good. But these are the simple keys from Eckhart's teaching that can help us fall asleep easily and stay asleep. Because ultimately we're talking about consciousness, we're just talking about different forms of consciousness, different states of consciousness, but there's basically two ways to go about it. There's one, being unconscious, meaning letting the unobserved mind run your life, which, as we heard, is what creates the suffering, self-created. And we have the choice to be conscious, to become present in this moment and break free. And when Eckhart talks about this, it's, it's very important, especially when we're alone, and that's why sleep is a bit of a, uh, can be a challenging time because I'm just, was rereading parts of the new earth here. And uh, in the chapter about the pain body here, it's page 146 in the hardcover version. Um, he says, if you live alone or there's nobody around at the time, which I interpret to mean when you're going to sleep, the pain body will attempt to feed on your thoughts. Suddenly, your thinking becomes deeply negative. You are most likely unaware that just prior to the influx of negative thinking, a wave of emotion, emotion invaded your mind. A dark and heavy mood as anxiety or fiery anger. All thought is energy, and the pain body is now feeding on the energy of your thoughts. And this leads into what 
I call the, what he calls the vicious circle. I, I call it the vicious cycle. Actually, I was kind of surprised just to see that he actually called it the vicious circle. Because <laughs> um, he says a vicious circle becomes established between the pain body and your thinking. Every thought feeds the pain body and in turn generates the pain body. Uh, the pain body generates more thoughts. So... At that point, the addiction to unhappiness has set in. So it's pretty powerful stuff we're talking about here. Um, when we talk about sleep, when we talk about uh, worrying about the mortgage, worrying about finances, thinking about uh, loved ones, thinking about uh, the future, the past, you know, we're, we're playing a pretty high stakes game of poker here. Um, and there's a big cost. The cost is the pain body. And this is part of the re reason why people feel so depleted and exhausted the next day if they haven't slept well. It's not just the fact that they did not get the deep, as much deep dreamless sleep as the body likes to get, the two hours or so, but they're also being fed on by the pain body. For hours. Whew, kind of makes it uh, a whole different level of, uh, of a problem, really, or a challenge, I should say, because that's a, that's a pretty tall order. You know, it's not only the body not getting recharged, but the pain body's eating away the, you know, at our thoughts, our mind, and our energy. And this makes it hard to be present the next day because we need to be, you know, presence. The qualities of presence are enthusiasm, excitement, attention, engagement. And it's kind of hard to be those things when you're rubbing the sleep out of your eyes and reaching for that second or third cup of coffee. How's this landing for you, Greg? What do you What do you think? It's all right there. Actually, you know, there's some you know some aha moments coming you know throughout the call. But again, it's it's this again. It's you know there's the vicious circle, the vicious cycle as you just described it. Then it becomes this one again. You know this this you know not able to get a good night's sleep because of these unconscious patterns within us leads to a you know, a day of low energy and maybe a little grumpiness or moodiness just because you didn't get sleep. And then that feeds, you know, the the pain body and those thoughts. And then, it, you know, it leads to another bad night of sleep. So that becomes a vicious cycle in itself, not only of not the, the physical body not getting the, the rest it needs to, to rebuild and to be energized, but also, it, you know, on the level of the ego and pain body, you know, generating more thought and, uh, solidifying that pattern that it holds within us, so it really feeds into that. Absolutely, and that's why, you know, this is just, you know, we're very, very grateful for all of Eckhart's work, and 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 all, a lot of the spiritual teachers I, I know and love, and I and all these core lessons are there, and and I think my all I've done basically is, is kind of, take look at it through the lens of sleep and, and how does this fit into the equation? Because like I say, I think, I think sleep is getting a good night's sleep is putting first things first. 
Um, and I think a lot of times, like I, I'll just tell you a story. I remember uh, coming back from meditation retreats and being like, oh yeah, this is great. I totally got a new habit. I'm meditating every morning. Um, and then I'm, you know, back, back going to work again downtown. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, well, I got to keep up my meditation practice. You know, this, I just went away for a week. I'm back. I'm going to, you know, this is it. I'm doing my meditation every morning, no matter what. So I have to set that alarm clock, you know, an extra 45 minutes earlier <laughs> than I normally would have had you to get on the bus. And uh, basically, most of the time, what happened was I'd get out of bed, uh, go over to my meditation spot there, and I would sit down, I'd do some breathing, and then I would start to nod off. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'd start to get the old, uh, what I call the rubber neck meditation. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. Have you ever had that? Your head knocked, kind of falls down, hits, your head hits the chest, and oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I'm meditating. Okay, be alert, be present, punk, you know. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, um, I don't know how effective that was at being present. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe if I just stayed in bed for that 45 minutes, I might have been doing myself a better favor. <laughs> So, <laughs> so this is this is part of it. Is, is you know I think meditation in the morning is great. I do it now. Uh, I'm well rested. Uh, but this is putting first things first, and uh, I think it's really key because, like we said, we we gotta. This is this getting that sleep. Um, you know, I'm just gonna say that's kind of the easy energy. Uh, trying to generate energy or tap into energy and being present all day long. That requires, that requires more attention, uh, you know, having, having a portal open. You know, it's not work, but being present. Um, so, so I guess I'm kind of all for getting, getting as much energy at night as possible uh, in order to help the rest of the day go easier and, and make it easier to be present. Absolutely. I think you're right on there. Exactly, exactly. You know, I want to let everyone know, too, is join us for the call tonight live, that if you have a, a question or if you want to share, a, you know, an experience you're going through, just go ahead and hit star six on your phone, and that will let me know that you want to join the conversation. You know, share your situation if you want to get some feedback. All right, I was just, you know, looking, reviewing some of these uh, points that you had talked about at the beginning of the call and uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, to, to flip off the, the switch in your head—that's that's you know, when I first read that, I was like, "Boy, that's like a great um, analogy." You know, and Eckert also took the analogy of a dimmer switch on, on a light switch. You know, so it mm -hmm. brought up that also. But, you know, basically, is there, you know, what is it when you share when you talk about that? What are you pointing to when you mention that? Yes. So, um, in my opinion, I think like as we've kind of discovered on the call here, the main, the main obstacle to falling asleep is an overactive mind. And our mind is a tool. And I, I use the analogy of a blender. Okay. So visualize you have a blender uh, sitting on your nightstand um, and 
you know, a blender is important and, and we need, we need our mind. We need to calculate things during the day. Uh, but the problem occurs when we cannot shut it off. So at nighttime, if you were, if your mind is still active, it's like having that blender, uh, beside your bed and it's chewing up those thoughts. It's chewing up those thoughts, those emotions, and it's processing them. That's what the mind does. It takes, takes information, breaks it down into little pieces so that you can make a decision and take some action. That's what the mind does. That's why it's a very powerful tool. Um, the problem happens is when that mind keeps going and we fuel it with these thoughts and emotions that we're laying awake, fretting about this to-do list, fretting about that. Uh, so how are we going to turn the mind switch off? Well, for one thing, uh, something I learned from my research in stress uh, is that the body, when, it's, when, it, when the body is stressed out, uh, the nervous system is in what's called fight or flight response. Okay, this is like back from the African savanna days where we were either chasing a wildebeest in order to get enough food to live for the next week or we were running from a lion or something. You know, this is fight or flight. And uh, today we still experience this, but it comes in the form of, you know, financial worries, uh, things like that, threats to our job, our health issues. So we're constantly in a state of, or many people are constantly in a state of stress. Um, the opposite of the fight or flight response, when, when, that, when that part of the nervous system is on, I'll say, uh, where the body's producing adrenaline and a stress hormone called cortisol. So there's a lot going on, and that's why people can't fall asleep half the time, is they have adrenaline pumping through their veins. So we got to turn the body switch off. So that's the stress switch. And the way we do that is by calming down the nervous system and getting into what's called the rest and digest mode. So this is another function of the nervous system, and it's like flipping a switch. And when the nervous system moves into rest and digest mode, it's free from the fight or flight. It's in a whole other state. Uh, it's processing food, it's getting the nourishment it needs, it's digesting uh, all that stuff, plus mentally too, we're digesting the memories. Our mind is relaxed and resting, our body is resting, the cells can repair themselves. This is where healing happens. And the science shows that it takes about 25 minutes to switch from the fight or flight state into the rest and digest mode. So just like you said with Eckhart, there is kind of a dimmer switch here that we are turning it down, turning it down, and getting into a different state. Now, when we turn down that body switch, the mind switch also calms down because we're disempowering the blender, right? <laughs> Yeah, Part of yeah. what makes the blender so active is the adrenaline. <laughs> so the, the mind switch but is linked to the body, but we can also, the, the best approach for the mind switch is the breathing, so doing some gentle breathing exercises, yeah. uh, and the inner body meditation. And Eckhart, she talks about this, before you go to bed, feel into the inner body energy, lay there, baste in it, soak in it, 
And that's, you know, for a good 10 or 15 minutes, just allow yourself to be inhabit your body again. And that's the fastest way to turning off the mind because most of the time we live from the neck up and just by breathing, we're getting awareness into the lungs, into the belly. And with the inner body energy, we're getting awareness into the hands, feet, legs, the whole body. We've disconnected from the mind stream. So that's how you turn the off switch in your head. And I just want to add that, you know, typically nowadays if, if I if I do, you know, need to, to use an inner body meditation and I, and I and I go into I go into feeling the body, you know, I usually do not finish the meditation. I don't even know when I'm stopped. I just go right into a deep sleep and it's all a blur the next day, you know. It I don't you know, I, I don't know how far I got into it. All I know is that I started it and at one point I you know, I dove off into the deep blue and so I find it's a very powerful tool for achieving that, for you know, for for entering into a deep sleep. Absolutely, and and I think that's just the that is the successful transition into sleep, and this is where I've kind of come up with these principles I call the sleep secrets, um, and one of them, a lot of them have to do with just that. So, for example, one of the one of my sleep secrets is that you cannot achieve sleep, you can only receive sleep. So most of the time people are busy trying to make themselves fall asleep. They're trying to achieve sleep. They're like, sleep, damn it, sleep. And then they're laying there at night and they're like, come on, I only got like three hours left before the alarm clock goes off. Damn it, go to sleep, go to sleep. And that is that doesn't work very well, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't, no. And I kind of equate this to back when I was learning meditation and I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, the guy said stop thinking. Damn it, stop thinking. Oh, there's another thought. Oh, stop it. Stop thinking. <laughs> so that's actually resistance. And uh, that doesn't work so good. And it's the same with sleep trying to fall asleep. It's like the ego. The ego is trying to get in there and control it. And this is where the Eckhart fans are going to love this stuff because the really the people trying to fall asleep is all about control. It's all about the ego and making it happen. And in the rest of their life, they might be able to control certain things, their schedule, their job, their friends, all that stuff. But when it comes to the world of sleep, that control game doesn't work anymore. And this is where we need to move into receiving sleep. So the only thing we can do, we can't make ourselves fall asleep. We can only put ourselves into a position of openness and receptivity that I call the sleep zone which is when the body is switched off, the mind is switched off, and we're reconnected with spirit. When we're in that place, I call the sleep zone, we are open to receive sleep, and we fall asleep, right? It's a transition. It's like you said, you don't even know it happened. And this is the opposite of making it happen, because this, if you look at our language, there's a lot of great pointers. Well, we fall asleep, you know, we don't climb asleep. You know, we don't use that expression. It's not an active endeavor. 
it is a falling, a letting go, a releasing of the ego and a releasing of the burdens and worries and thoughts of the day. And so we fall asleep, we receive it. So yes, that's absolutely a key in this whole process. Again, that's a, another, you know, aha on the call tonight is that whole approach of uh, receiving sleep. I think you know, that's a beautiful way of, of phrasing that and approaching it. You know, and, and um, I forget somewhere, it's probably in the New Earth, I think, where Eckhart talks about this this space where you're, you know, at night, you know, it's almost like the the unmanifested because there's this deep connection that is that is there every night, the unmanifested almost like pulls you. So you don't have to do anything to connect with the unmanifested. The unmanifested is pulling you towards it every night through this act. So if you can just make yourself available for the for you know uh, pure consciousness or the unmanifested to pull you into its arms or to pull you into its realm, then that sounds like the most you know, the easiest way to approach, you know, uh, making that connection at night with Source. Absolutely. But let me ask you this. Does the ego like to be drawn into anything? No, it does not. The ego is uh, is a full-out maniac of control and just, you know, has to, you know, calculate everything and, and make sure everything is perfect and and losing control like that is definitely a an egoic of uh, a fear that's not something it wants probably yes so a lot of these sleep problems like coming back to the beginning the suffering is self created mm. and that the s in self is lowercase s meaning ego ego yeah. created suffering and most of the people that have trouble sleeping, and, and again, if you're listening to this, I'm not pagan you, I've had it too, but it is, we are the ones pushing sleep away. It is ego actively disrupting sleep. It's like fighting gravity, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's climbing that mountain. Climbing that mountain is... We're gonna fight gravity here, okay? We're gonna we're gonna get up there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's in, that's invigorating in our waking life. Like I love climbing mountains. I like starting new projects. I like challenging myself. That's all good stuff. But when it comes time to go to sleep at night, climbing a mountain is the last thing I want to do. <laughs> exactly. I want exactly. to get on. I want to get on a toboggan and be sit on it and go on the snow, like a snow sled. Um, I don't know if in this case, do you guys call it a toboggan or a snow sled? Uh, both. It depends what type, type of slide it is, yeah. Depends what it is? Okay. I know I know. In, in Canada, we have some different words like toque and stuff that you guys don't use that much. So anyways, we don't use toque, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I'd rather be on the toboggan on the snow hill and just go down the hill and just like gravity take me down the hill <laughs> and that's what sleep is <laughs> i love it i love it well you know we have a few minutes left here and i'd love for you to share with the the listeners you know this new website and this new program you've created for your 
for your program on sleep. Absolutely. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, so what I've done is, uh, like I said, uh, basically what's kind of kicked it off in a, in a formal way was, was doing this teleseminar two years ago. And, and since then, I've taught several workshops and classes and meditations and all this stuff to do with sleep. And so I'm just officially launching my new website uh, called sleepguru.com. So it's just sleep, S-L-E-E-P-G-U ru.com and uh, if you go to the post on living with Tolly, there's a special link uh, for the living with Tolly folks uh, if you click on that that'll take you right to the website and right now I've got a special I'm doing three free videos on my sleep secrets so I'll be getting into more detail of uh, the things we covered in the call here which is the mind blender, switching it off, talking about overcoming the stress of the day, uh, talking about taking a holistic body, mind, spirit approach to sleep. So how to use these different yoga, meditation, and breathing tools to create what I call a sleep preparation ritual. Uh, because as I mentioned before, it takes about 25 minutes just for the body to switch it to calm down and get into rest and digest. So the principle works on a program uh, of you creating a sleep preparation ritual that's about 25 minutes long that involves uh, a series of gentle yoga postures. You can do whatever you want. I've got a whole bunch of tools and techniques. You can pick and choose what you like. Here's a sample of, of what's, what there is, or what I teach in detail is, you know, gentle yoga postures. And we're talking like so gentle, you're, base, you're laying on your back or on your side or on your stomach. You're not even standing. <laughs> uh, breathing techniques. Uh, so different, uh, different breathing through different nostrils, things like that, different tempos of breathing to calm the body down. Uh, different meditation techniques. Inner body meditation is the foundation of all of it uh, because that's that's what we're really here to do. Uh, and different journaling techniques as well. So different, different things you can do uh, in journaling uh, to allow yourself to put down the suitcases, put down the burdens. Uh, I know a lot of people go into the night with the to-do lists going on, um, you know, the taxes, the bills, the family situations, whatever that is, uh, I've got certain journaling exercises, techniques for you to put that down and leave it outside the room so that when it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep. And that's going to, that's our focus. Put first things first. And then the next day you got the energy and focus you need to fulfill on those to-dos and responsibilities for your work and family life because that's what it all comes down to. Um, and so the program, uh, there's three free videos on there and I'm going to be teaching a, a full day workshop called Flip Your Sleep Switch. And that's going to be a one day workshop. I'm doing a live one in, in my city of Calgary uh, at the end of the month, but I'll be doing another one online via webinar as well. So if you sign up for the free videos, uh, you'll be getting, you'll get the free videos, there's three of them, 
and then you'll be getting some more details about the full day workshop and the dates and times and details to do with that uh, when we release those and there'll be an opportunity for for you to get in on that uh, and that involves my four weeks to better sleep program a step-by-step -step program to uh, developing these healthy sleep habits in your life um, and just taking back this part of your life because I know a lot of people are stuck in a rut when it comes to sleep. It's a problem that's been going on for years potentially um, and a lot of people are just suffering from it. They've tried a lot of stuff uh, but I just have to ask, are you open to a new approach because this is new. I don't know anyone else who's using Eckhart Tolle to help anyone with sleep problems. <laughs> as far as I know, I'm the only person out there who's come at it from this angle. And, and as we can all appreciate the power of this teaching, the power of now, you know, this is the real deal. And, and if we can't use spirituality and the power of now to solve these really practical problems, then we need to, you know, really look hard at it because, you know, spirituality is about making our lives better. This is one way to apply spirituality to overcome this challenge. And uh, that's why I love it. That's why it's fascinating to me. Uh, I've got a ton of great results from the folks who have done my meditations and listened to my CDs and done my workshops and all that. I don't have time to get into, into, into that kind of stuff. But, you know, like Greg said, we've got over 25,000 people we've helped online to de-stress sleep better and find themselves again. So you know, I just invite everyone on the call or listening to the podcast to go to, to uh, the Living with Tolly site and there'll be a link there. Uh, click on that and I'll take you to sleepguru.com and you can get the free videos. Awesome, Brendan. Awesome. Well, the program you described sounds excellent and, and I, I would say I did a quick search, Eckhart Tolle and Sleep, and uh, there really is nothing out there and so, but I, as you said, this is a very, you know, uh, it's an everyday problem and, and it's something that people are looking for solutions for. So thank you so much for making those connections. And obviously, you know, as I like to say on the call, you know, really tuning into that question, how is life calling me to serve? Well, it, it sounds like you're tuning into how, how life and how uh, the universe is calling you to serve. And thanks so much for putting this together and uh giving people some tools and some guidance to use presence in a very practical way to address challenges in really everyday life. Thank you so much, Brendan, for doing that. Well, thank you, Greg. And, and, and I have to say that part of it was uh, when, when another call we did with you or when we were interviewing you and you brought up that question, calling me to serve, and uh, and it was that, you know, kind of coaching or, or listening to that interview with you guys that, that helped me to really narrow down on this because I think everyone has, uh, you know, I, I think everyone has a, a need or something they can help with. And I just feel like right now this is, this is what I'm being called to do is to, to focus on this very real problem and, and do my best and help as many people as I can. That's what it's all about. That's that's how we do it together, and that's how we create a new earth, right? That's right. That's how we create a new earth. Exactly, exactly. Perfect. Well, that is, uh, that's pretty much all of our time for tonight. 
Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us live here tonight and, and uh, following along with the conversation. And, again, thank you, Brendan, so much for agreeing to join us, for join, to join us and for sharing all this wonderful information. And, really, you know, as I said a couple times tonight, I had some aha moments myself, so I'm sure other people who are joining in and who are listening to the recording are feeling that same thing. So thank, thanks so much for joining all you've learned throughout the years and all your, your, your learning here on this journey of, of being a sleep guru. <laughs> Thank you, Greg, and thanks to everyone who is listening. All righty. Well, that's all for tonight. Uh, please join us over at livingwithtoy.com. As Brendan said, there will be a, a link to see the guru, and there will be also a, um, a recording for the playback. We will have this call edited and released as uh, an MP3 recording, which will be available over at iTunes. Living with Toy on iTunes are also available on the website that you can download and listen to uh, when you have time. So thanks again, everyone, so much. All right, everyone, have a great night. Bye-bye.